question that we stayed away from because um, I personally I don't believe that we should be know-it-all I don't believe that everything is revealed to us to everyone um, Christianity spoiled us in that we were taught that we must have an answer but if I don't have an answer if we don't have an answer on anything I don't think we should speak on it so we didn't get any real understanding, deeper understanding of the blasphemy of the Ruach. Until now, we're getting a little understanding, even now. I don't think we are 100% nailed it, but we think we have enough to help us and to help others out there to try to ensure that we do not blaspheme the Ruach. Because in looking into this, I am seeing how easy it is to blaspheme the Ruach and how much people do it every day, I don't know. We do it every day and we don't know. This way is a very hard way. It's not an easy road. The things that we say, so, so com easy that they come back and hit us. John 10, 27 to 40. Introduction to blasphemy. Just blasphemy you're looking at. John 10, 27. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. So the Messiah here made a statement. No, he said, my Father which gave them me is greater than all. Now, he made that statement, and the Pharisees did not listen to that statement. Because that statement is actually telling you that my father and I are separate. He is greater than all, also greater than myself. But then he went along and said in verse 30, I and my father are one. And that is all they wanted to hear. They forgot everything about what they, he said previously. Yes? And now they are. Um, accusing him of blasphemy. Verse 31. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Yahushua answered them, Many good works have I showed you from my father. For which of those works do you stone me? Mm -hmm. The Jews answered him, saying, For a good work we stone thee not, but for blasphemy, and because that thou, being a man, Makest thyself a lure. Makest thyself a lure. And we're going to see that when they say make thyself a lure, they are actually saying that he's claiming to be the son of a lure. And they believe that this is blasphemy. Verse 34. Yahusha answered them, Is it not written in your law, I said ye are gods? If he called them gods, unto whom the word of a lure came, and the scripture cannot be broken. Say ye of him whom the Father hath sanctified and sent into the world, thou blasphemest because I said I am the son of a lure. Mm -hmm. Continue. If I do not the works of my Father, believe me not. But if I do, though ye believe not me, believe the works that ye may know and believe that the Father is in me and I in him. Mm-hmm. Therefore they sought again to take him, but he escaped out of their hand. All right, he escaped out of their hand. 
So that's an introduction to blasphemy. They saw it as blasphemy to even be calling oneself the son of Alua. So let's go deeper now into blasphemy against Rakh HaKadosh. That was just an introduction. Blasphemy against Rakh HaKadosh. So they went to stone him because the punishment for blasphemy is death. Alright, blasphemy against Rakh HaKadosh. Let's go. Two accounts in the New Testament about this blasphemy. And we know the question that most people ask. Can we get forgiveness? That's the question people ask. And we won't answer that question. We let people judge for themselves. Go ahead. Yeah. Mark 3 verses 28 to 29. We're going to look at the two accounts. Truly I say unto you, all sins shall be forgiven unto the sons of men and blasphemies wherewith soever they shall blaspheme. Mm -hmm. But he that shall blaspheme against Ruach HaKadosh hath never forgiveness, but is in danger of eternal damnation. Now, the interesting thing about this is that he says, hath never forgiveness, but he says, is in danger of eternal damnation. Kind of implying that even though you don't have forgiveness, then you might be spared, might just be spared eternal damnation. Hmm. But then there is a contrasting one in Matthew 12, 31 to 32. Let's go, let's go there. Wherefore I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men, but the blasphemy against the Ruach HaKadosh shall not be forgiven unto men. Mm -hmm. And whosoever speaketh a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But whosoever speaketh against the Ruach HaKadosh, it shall not be forgiven him, neither in this world, neither in the world to come. Neither in the world to come. Hmm. So this seems to be saying not at all. But why did it say neither in the world to come? If you don't receive forgiveness, how can you be in the world to come? Or is it saying that in the world to come, you will not enter into that world? It's still not clear. Hmm. Acts 5, 1 to 11. We have some things to look at as to um, look at some other places. Acts 5, 1 to 11. No, no, no. We're not ready for that as yet. No. Eh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, hmm. So those two accounts in the Bible, they, they are not really conclusive. So let's go to some extra resources that we use. You can download these books from um, justaware.org slash downloads. We looked into the Gospel of Thomas and books of the Nazarim. We have accounts there of these same things. So in the Gospel of Thomas, in the books, yeah, in the Gospel of Thomas, Verse 44, because there's only one chapter. Yahusha said, Whoever blasphemes against the Father will be forgiven. 
this is giving us a different insight from the Bible because I don't think the Bible implied anything about the Father. Because we saw David blaspheme against the Father. In the book of 1 Ezra, we had Zechariah blaspheming against the Father. And um, David actually blasphemed the Father and he was forgiven because of what he did to Uriah. And, um, but there is a separation now between the Father, the Son, and the Ruach. In the Gospel of Thomas, can you see it? Read it, please. Yahushua said, Whoever blasphemes against the Father will be forgiven, and whoever blasphemes against the Son will be forgiven. But whoever blasphemes against the Ruach HaKadosh will not be forgiven either on earth or in heaven. So that gives us a different insight now. So if we blaspheme the Father, and that is why I said I was speaking the other day, and I was saying that I know that I spoke harsh against, the, 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 against G.O.D. And although the most says not G.O.D., well, he knows our hearts. When I was a sinner, and I keep repenting of that, Whenever it comes to my mind. But. After that the most I. Revealed himself to me. So. That was not blasphemy. Of the Ruach. Blasphemy of the Ruach is different. And let me not jump the gun. It is. Different. And the books of the Nazarim. Kind of gives us a hint. Of the difference. Books of the Nazarim, chapter 10, page 101, verse 11. Read, please. I can assure you of this. Whoever stands by me, upholding my cause before men, him will I stand beside before the council of heaven. Mm -hmm. Give no heed to what is said about me. It is already forgiven. But slander against the powers of the Ruach HaKadosh, which is the hand of, you'll have to live that. Of Yahuwah is unforgivable. So this now is something different. It is against the powers of Ruach HaKadosh. It is against the manifestation of the power of Ruach HaKadosh. And if we go back to, I think it's the account in Mark, let's go back to it. We see why. It's manifestation against the power of the Ruach and even cursing the Ruach. Let's go to Mark 3. I think it's 28 to 29. I think that account would give us the most. I think it is this one. Yes. All right. Let's go to verse. Um, 22. Mark 3, 22. We're going to see that it's against the power of the Ruach. And the scribes which came down from Jerusalem said, He has Beelzebub, and by the prince of the devils casteth he out devils. And he called them unto him and said unto them in parables, How can Satan cast out Satan? Mm -hmm. And if a kingdom be divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. All right. So this, let me just give the foundation for this now. The danger in this 
is for those of us who love to call out things that are happening and saying it is not of Yahuwah. The Most High works in mysterious ways through his Ruach. And when we see the Ruach working, we don't understand it as the Pharisees did not understand there. They came out trying to help the name of Yahuwah. Remember, with Uzzah, with the Ark of the Covenant, he tried to help the name of Yahuwah. We are here trying to help the name of Yahuwah, saying we are calling out sin, or calling out things that are not of Yahuwah. And it is the Most High who is working there. And we say it is not the Most High. If it is not of the Most High, then it is of the devil. If we are saying those things are of the devil, then we have blasphemed the Ruach. Let me tell you something. There, is, there are some channels on YouTube and people out there. These are things that we have to understand. Very, 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 very important. There are channels out there who are going around calling out people saying that they are of the devil. Yesterday, I was watching a video. Was it yesterday? Yeah. I the day before. The husband and wife, Deborah and Watchman. Watchman's report. They had to do a video. There is a particular channel, TCA. I think it starts camera action. They are going around calling out people, watching people gesticulating with their hands and saying that these people are representing the devil. Now, if they are wrong, if he is wrong, then would have blasphemed the Ruach and not know that he has blasphemed. Because they... I listened to the Watchman reports a little, and they were saying that this young man, they said he was like a son to them. He said he called them uncle. Let me show you how strident some people are, thinking they are helping Yahuwah. He said they called him uncle. They said he could have called us and said to us, look how you're doing your hands or whatever. But he did not do that. He made a video about them. And he has a big, a big following. And a lot of people now are going to condemn these people by what they did, saying that he is, they are of the devil. Now, we as believers, the Most High uses us in his way. Yes, Watchman report, they, must have some, they may have some errors. People will look at us and say, yeah, we have errors. But guess what? He uses each one of us in his way. Yes, we have the error. Our error might come out. We might end up finding out the error. But at this point where we are, this is where we are. And he is still using us. He is still using them. Even though they might be in error, he's still using us, even though we might be in error. Who knows? So to call out these people and saying they're of the devil, this is the same story that is happening here. He's, he has done it. Remember the other day you were telling us about Eshan Burgundy? When he was saying that because of his street heritage, when he was singing or rapping, he uses his hand in a certain way. And he was pointing here. And then they take the, take the video and say, this man is representing Satan. And the man says, he was innocent. He didn't know or understand any of these things. What you do, you go and message the people. 
tell them about it. I have a video about hand gesticulation. You need to watch it because look out in your video. But claiming people to be of the devil and for us as well. Whenever we are, we, we are gathered together and we see people doing things. And it might look something that we can't understand. And we are claiming the person to be coming from the person himself. Yes, from the person himself and not of Allah, we run the danger of blaspheming the Ruach. We have to be very, very careful. We have to be more watchful than vocal. Let's go and see this in action here. Let's start from 23. And he called them unto him and said unto them in parables, How can Satan cast out Satan? And if a kingdom be divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house be divided against itself, that house cannot stand. Mm -hmm. And if Satan rise up against himself and be divided, he cannot stand, but has an end. Mm -hmm. No man can enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he will first bind the strong man, and then he will spoil his house. Mm -hmm. Truly I say unto you, all sins shall be forgiven unto the sons of men, and blasphemies wherewith soever they shall blaspheme. Mm -hmm. But he that shall blaspheme against the Ruach HaKadosh hath never forgiveness, but is in danger of eternal damnation. Because? Because they said he has an unclean Ruach. You see that? So for what these people are doing, for what they are doing, they run the risk of blaspheming the Ruach. Even us, I remember when we spoke about fleeing out of the midst of Babylon, there were a couple of people who did videos on us. And no matter when people do video on us, I'm not going to respond because we have to take on the character of Hamashiach. And when Hamashiach was reviled, he reviled not again. He said not a word. So we don't say a word. And they are criticizing this gathering and calling us and calling us out and saying we are in error and all sorts of things. Now, we believe that this is the movement of the Most High and the will of the Most High. For those people who have done that, then they would have blasphemed the Ruach. Why? This is the movement of the Ruach. Because the Most High gathers us through his Ruach. If we stand up against the Ruach and we bring it to naught, and we speak ill of the work of the Ruach, then we stand the risk of blaspheming the Ruach. We need to learn to keep quiet. If we see an error, we point out an error. The fact that a person is in error does not make the person not of Yahuwah. Because this is an awakening. And our eyes are all not opening the look. We told you before. That we never got the understanding of this. We are awakening. I don't know everything. We don't know everything. Someone asked the other day about the two witnesses. I'm not going to say anything about the two witnesses. Because they have not yet been revealed to me. We don't know everything. It's an awakening. And sooner or later the most I will reveal it to us. And when he reveals it to us, we speak about it. Yes? So when we see others now. If I see somebody else speaking about the two witnesses. I can't say anything about it because I don't understand it. 
Yes, even if someone is speaking about something that I think I understand, I have to look into what he's saying deeply before I even make a comment. It's the advice to those of us out there. Be careful before you condemn someone. Be careful before you condemn because you do not know if it is the work of the Ruach. Very important. All right? So we are ready again. Now, another danger of this blasphemy of the Ruach again is telling lies. Telling lies. So blasphemy can be lying to or on the Ruach. So we're going to use an example of the Messiah gave us the blasphemy. He spoke about the blasphemy of those who say they are Jews and are not. Now, where is the blasphemy in that, in saying that one is a Jew and is not? Here is the blasphemy. Deuteronomy 7 verse 6, the same verse that we used earlier. For thou art and set apart people unto Yahuwah thy Eluah. Yahuwah thy Eluah has chosen thee to be a special people unto himself above all the people that are upon the face of the earth. Above all people. So he chose one people set apart, special, above all people that are upon the face of the earth. Now the Most High said that and he wrote it and I read it. And if I am not that people and I go and establish myself as that people, I would have blasphemed against Yahuwah. Okay? So, those people now who come to the word, for example, say I am a Gentile and I come to the word and I'm given the Ruach and I reject the people of the Most High. The Ruach has shown me that these people are the true Israelites and because of my own self-preservation, I say, oh, they are not Israelites. Then I would have blasphemed because the Ruach had given me the understanding of who they are and I have rejected it. All right? I am actually lying on the Ruach, telling lies. Anyway, let's get back to those people who say they are Jews and are not. Amos 3 verses 1 to 2. Hear this word that Yahuwah hath spoken against you, O children of Yasharal, against the whole family which I brought up from the land of Egypt, saying, you only have I known of all the families of the earth. Therefore, I will punish you for all your iniquities. So he has only known one, one family on this earth. So if I am not of that family, and I say if I, I am of that family, I would have told a lie. And we're going to show this lie is a blasphemy. Let's look at what he thinks about all other nations. Isaiah 40 verse 17. All nations before him are as nothing. And they are counted to him less than nothing and vanity. So if I am from these nations who he considers to be less than nothing and vanity, and I am claiming to be his people, then I'm telling a lie. We're going to see it is blasphemy. Revelation 2 verse 9. I know thy works and tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich. And I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, 
but are of the synagogue of Satan. So is the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews or not? What is the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not? Revelation 3.9 Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which, which say, say they, they are, are Jews, Jews but, but do, do lie. lie. There we go. Continue. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet, and to know that I have loved thee. So we see that the blasphemy is actually telling a lie, saying they are Jews and are not. We want to establish this to let us know that when we lie on the Ruach or lie to the Ruach, then we have blasphemed the Ruach. It's very easy. Very easy to blaspheme the Ruach. So if a believer comes to us who has the Ruach and in a conversation we lie to the other believer then we would have blasphemed the Ruach. It's very easy. So you and I are speaking, Amakai, um, um, Yazi, and I tell you a lie. Bam! I have blasphemed the Ruach. It's as simple as that. And we're going to see. Um, Acts 5, verses 1 to 11. You see it? Come very timely. Acts 5, verses 1 to 11. So righteousness is not easy at all. At all, at all. Go ahead. But a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession and kept back part of the price, his wife also being privy to it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why hath Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Ruach HaKadosh? To do what? To lie to the Ruach HaKadosh and to keep back part of the price of the land. So this was his crime. He lied to the Ruach. And how did he lie to the Ruach? Because they were believers. And he was speaking to Kepha and telling Kepha a lie. So when he lied to the Ruach, he did not go before the Most High and lie. He spoke to a believer who had the Ruach. And what happened? And, and this lie, of course, was to keep back part of the price of the land. And keeping back the part of the price of the land, Kepha is going to tell us in verse 4 that they could have told them that this is the price of the land and told the truth. But we are giving you X amount. Deception. But they deceived by um, diminishing the price of the land. So if the land was sold for a hundred dollars or a hundred rands, they told that the land was sold for fifty. Yes? Lying to the Ruach. Continue. Whilst it remained, was it not thine own? And after it was sold, was it not in thine own power? Why hast thou conceived this thing in thine heart? Thou hast not lied unto men, but unto Allah. So by lying to the Ruach, they lie unto Allah. And what happened? And Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and gave up the ghost. The Ruach. The Ruach. And great fear came on all them that heard these things. That is the judgment. He that blasphemeth the name of Yahuwah, he shall die. This is blasphemy, which is punishable 
by death. And so it was executed as an example to us as believers to never ever tell a lie on the Ruach. Never ever tell another believer a lie. Verse 6. And the young man arose, wound him up, and carried him out and buried him. Mm -hmm. And it was about the space of three hours after when his wife, not knowing what, what was done, came in. And Peter answered unto her, Tell me whether ye sold the land for so much. And she said, Yes, for so much. Ah, lying to the Ruach again. Go ahead. Then Peter said unto her, How is it that ye have agreed together to tempt the Ruach of Yahuwah? Mm -hmm. Behold, the feet of them which have buried thy husband are at the door, and shall carry thee out. Then fell she down straight away at his feet, and yielded up the Ruach. And the young men came in, and found her dead, and, carrying her forth, buried her by her husband. Eleven. And great fear came upon all the assembly, and upon as many as heard these things. Lying lips are abomination unto Yahuwah. So we cannot lie to the Ruach, we cannot lie to other believers, or else we would have blasphemed Ruach HaKadosh and be liable for no forgiveness at all. Very, very serious and very easy for us to blaspheme the Ruach. Now, there is another blasphemy against the Ruach that the New Testament speaks about. Very important. I think we've looked at it before, but it's important now we're talking about blasphemy. We have to look at it again. Have to look at it again. Willful sin. Willful sin viewed as blasphemy of the Ruach in the New Testament. Willful sin viewed as blasphemy of the Ruach in the New Testament. Now, here is why. In the New Covenant, we are given the gift of the Ruach. So the, the Ruach dwells in us and becomes a part of us. In, Revel, in John 17, Hamashiach says, I in them and thou in me, that we may all be perfect in one. So we have the Father, and the Son dwelling inside of us. So when we sin willfully with the Ruach being there inside of us, we would have blasphemed the Ruach. Why? The Ruach is given as a gift to guide us into all truth. And when we go against the truth with that Ruach inside of us, we are actually stepping on the finished work of Hamashiach because is the, the, the Ruach is given to us through the sacrifice, the offering of Hamashiach. And when we sin willfully, the word tells us that we actually tread on him and the work that he did. And so it is viewed on as blasphemy for which there is no forgiveness. Let's go. The book of Bemidbar, Numbers 15, 27 to 31. Numbers, hold on please, George. 15, 27 to 31. Go ahead. 
And if any soul sin through ignorance, then he shall bring a she-goat of the first year for a sin offering. All right, so if a sin soul sin through ignorance, then there is sacrifice for sins. So if we sin, not willfully, yeah, we can get forgiveness. Verse 28. And the priest shall make an atonement for the soul that sinneth ignorantly, when he sinneth by ignorance before Yahuwah, to make an atonement for him, and it shall be forgiven him. Mm -hmm. You shall have one law for him that sinneth through ignorance, both for him that is born among the children of Yasharal, and, and for, for the, the stranger, stranger that sojourneth among them. But... But the soul that doth ought presumptuously, mm -hmm, willfully, whether he be born in the land or a stranger, the same reproacheth Yahuwah, mm -hmm. and that soul shall be cut off from among his people. That's it. No more sacrifice for sins. Um, yeah. Oh boy, it's too much to be confusing. Continue. Because he has despised the word of Yahuwah mm -hmm. and has broken his commandment, mm -hmm. that soul shall utterly be cut off. His iniquity shall be upon him. So in the book of Hebrews, it tells us the same thing. Done despite unto the Ruach of favor. Done despite unto the spirit of grace. We have despised the, the word of Yahuwah. And the word of Yahuwah, of course, is Ruach HaKadosh. So we have despised him when we sin presumptuously or willfully. So let's go to Hebrews 10. Now that we have that foundation from the Torah, let's go to Hebrews 10, verses um, 26 to 29, we will look at first. Hold on, please. Let me get this thing up. George, you're on the ball. I can't keep up with you. <laughs> I've only got an iPhone. <laughs> go ahead. For if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sin. This is it. This is the same Bemidbar. If we sin presumptuously, willfully, after that we have received knowledge of the truth. So there is a qualification here. Before we receive knowledge of the truth and we sin willfully, then, hmm, we can have sacrifice of sins, right? Because guess what? Hamashiach is given to save sinners. So we have been sinning willfully. When we come to Hamashiach, we say, Hey, I came not for the righteous, but for the sinners. Come, sinner, and let me wash you. And say, so you're washed clean. But after you have received the knowledge, Hey, hey, problems. Because you have already been washed from your past sins. So the approach is now different. There still remains no sacrifice for sins, but, verse 27, but a, certain, but a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation, which shall devour the adversaries. A certain fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation, which shall devour the adversaries. That is what those who have the knowledge. And this is very, 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 very important. Because in this awakening and in our walk, we will be having other believers telling us that things are wrong. You should not be doing that. We should not be doing that. That is not good. That is not right. If we continue to sin willfully, after we receive knowledge of the truth, 
then Yahusha's offering does not cover it because you heard. Because you heard. And as a matter of fact, even if no one told you, you still are guilty. So if I'm doing something wrong, no one told me it was wrong. I am still guilty before the Most High. Because the Most High looks on me as the onus being on me to go and seek out that which is right. Prove all things, hold fast to what is true. Listen to Bible truth revealed. Hosea 4 verse 6. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee. That thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy allure, I will also forget thy children. So we lack knowledge because we have rejected knowledge. Now what is the problem here? We are in the information age. He said to Daniel, Shut up the book until the end. The books now have been opened. Knowledge has increased in the end. We have no excuse for lacking knowledge. None whatsoever. So, if we have no excuse for lacking knowledge, it means that we have rejected knowledge because the knowledge is out there for us to seek and we are rejecting it. So those of us now who people have bring, brought knowledge to us, we are in double predicament. Not only have we received the knowledge, but now we have rejected it. So we have judgment that awaits us. Verse 28. He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. Of how much sore a punishment suppose ye? Shall he be thought worthy who has trodden underfoot the son of Alua and has counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing and has done despite unto the Ruach of favor? All right. Remember in Numbers it says they despise the word of Yahuwah. Now doing despite unto the Ruach of favor. Remember Hamashiach said in the book of the Nazarim that what you do against the Most High will be forgiven. What you do against the Son will be forgiven. But what you do against the powers of the Ruach will not be forgiven. Now, here we are doing despite unto the Ruach of favor. We are despising Ruach HaKadosh. So when we sin willfully in the New Testament, we have been given the Ruach and we deliberately sin. It is looked upon as blasphemy because we are going to look at the meaning of the word despite the word despite there done despite unto the spirit or the ruach of favor the ruach of grace despite there is the greek word enobritso which means to insult so when i having the ruach or is it as easy it is to sin when i having the ruach willfully sin do something that I know it is wrong. I must not do it. It says that I am insulting the Ruach. 
The despite, dictionary meaning the feeling or attitude of despising someone or something. So, it is despising the Ruach. It is insulting the Ruach. It says contempt, showing contempt for the Ruach. It is malice, spite, an act of showing contempt or defiance. I am showing defiance to the Ruach. Not fearing Yahuwah for this Ruach that he gave me. And this is serious. To treat, treat with contempt, to provoke to anger, which is obsolete. Look at the meanings carefully. Insult, to despise, to show contempt, to show malice, to show spite. That means you do it on purpose. Show contempt. No, you show defiance to the Most High. So, doing despite unto the Ruach of favor is despising the Ruach. Now, um, there is good news though about willful sin. We can prevent willful sin. Those of us who sin willfully, it is Usually because of a lack of emunah, a lack of faith, and a lack, lack of patience. So when situations come upon us and we are lacking in faith, we are unable to have the patience and the willingness to wait out and believe in the Most High to do certain things. So we decide to take things in our hands, take shortcuts, and therefore... We just say, okay, I'm going to do that. Uh, um, it's okay, I'm going to do that. So, patience and faith protects us. Hebrews 10, 30-39. Because after the writer told us about that willful sin, he went about and told us those who will be able to avoid this willful sin. Read from 30, please. For we know him that has said, Vengeance belongeth unto me. I will recompense, says Yahuwah, and again Yahuwah shall judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living Alua. Fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living Alua. And when we go into willful sin, that is what we do. We end up falling into his hands. And it is a fearful thing because when judgment comes, woe be unto us. Hmm. 32. But call to remembrance the former days in which, after ye were illuminated, ye endured a great fight of affliction. You see, he says, but. So it all comes back and always comes back to affliction, suffering. These are the people, the people who are afflicted, the people who are suffering. These are the people who are going to overcome almost every problem that um, um, Satan can bring to us. We have to have a willingness to suffer. We have to have a willingness to go through it. And it says, ye endured a great fight of affliction. It's an endurance we have to endure. When afflictions come upon us, we cannot just throw them away and get flustered and frustrated. We have to endure. And when we endure, that insulates us from willful sin. Continue. Partly. 
whilst you were made a gazing stock both by reproaches and afflictions, and partly whilst you became companions of them that were so used. So this affliction was so great that they became a gazing stock. People looked at them and were mocking them and laughing at them. These are the afflictions that keep us from willful sin. When we endure such things, there's nothing that Satan can throw on us and get us. Nothing. Because you're willing to be ridiculed and everything and stand up for righteousness. Having Emunah in the most time, nothing that Satan throws can take to test us. Continue. For ye had compassion of me in my bonds, and took joyfully the spoiling of your goods, knowing in yourselves that ye have in heaven a better and an enduring substance. So they were actually, um, they had their business and their goods were spoiled. In all the persecutions that they went through. Shaul himself was in bonds. He was in jail. They were going through all of these things. This is what keeps us as true believers. It's affliction that keeps us true. Why? The flesh is under pressure. And so the Ruach has to rise. When the flesh is under pressure and we subdue it. We rise in the Ruach. And Satan cannot touch us. 35. Cast not away therefore your confidence which has great recompense of reward. So all that we went through, all that they went through, it's their confidence, and there's a reward that awaits them from your war. Continue. For ye have need of patience, that after ye have done the will of Alua, ye might receive the promise. Mm-hmm. So you have need of patience. So it's Emona and patience, that while they're going through it, They wait, and in the end is when we receive the promise. We don't receive the promise, no. No is an investment into the time coming. That is why the word says we have to consider our latter days. So everything that we do now must be an investment into the latter days when we will receive the promise. Continue. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Mm -hmm. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. There's a faith now. There's an emunah. The just shall live by emunah. If any man draw back. So when we are under pressure, under afflictions, we cannot and must not draw back because the Most High says, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. He will have no pleasure in us if we draw back under pressure, under affliction. And the just shall live by emunah. Therefore, when we are going through it with Emona, there will be no willful sin. There will be no blasphemy. Because we will be walking under pressure in righteousness. Verse 39. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. So we have two contrasts there. Drawing back unto perdition. Perdition is being reprobates. It's damnation. So if we draw back, We are going into damnation, into destruction. But if we believe, we believe to the saving of the soul and believe is having the emunah, the faith and the patience and enduring through it all, looking forward to the promise that we receive in the end. So it's emunah and patience that brings us through. Now, what part does our immersion have in this? 
What part does our immersion have in this? Remember, Acts 2.38 says, Then Peter said unto them, Repent, and be immersed every one of you in the name of Yahushua HaMashiach for the remission of sins, and, and ye shall, shall receive, receive the, the gift, gift of, of the Ruach HaKadosh. HaKadosh. So Ruach HaKadosh is the gift that is given that dwells in us. Let's go to 1 Corinthians um, 3, 16 to 17, or verse 16 alone, I think, should do it. 1 Corinthians 3, 16. Now, when we get that gift, what happens to that gift? Know ye not that ye are the temple of Alua, and that the Ruach of Alua dwelleth in you. So when we get the gift of the Ruach, the Ruach takes us and up, takes up an abode in us. Hmm. Now, when it takes an abode in us, now we are now responsible for how we keep that ruach. And anyhow, we defile. Anyhow, we blaspheme. Anyhow, we are going to be in problem. Because, verse 17 says, If any man defile the temple of Alua, him shall Alua destroy. For the temple of Alua is set apart. Which temple ye are? So we profane the temple. If we blaspheme the Ruach and the Most High says he will destroy us. Very serious. Yes, so despising the blood of the covenant through not making our immersion sure. We have to make our immersion sure. When we immerse in the book of Ephesians 4, I think it's about verse 5 or 6, it says one alua, one emona, one immersion or baptism. So that one immersion, we are now liable for what we do. We have to make that one immersion sure. So when it says Hebrews 10.29, Of how much sore punishment, suppose ye shall he be thought worthy, who hath trodden underfoot the son of Alua, and hath counted the blood of the covenant, wherewith he was sanctified, that is immersion, we were sanctified through the receiving the gift, an unholy thing, and hath done despite unto the Ruach of favor. Because Romans 6.3 tells us what happens in baptism. Know ye not that so many of us as were immersed into Yahushua HaMashiach were immersed into his death. Therefore we are buried with him by immersion into death, that like as HaMashiach was raised up from the dead by the splendor of the Father, even so, we also should walk in newness of life. So when we go to Hamashiach, we must die to self. That's why I said in, in Matthew 16, 24, If any man come after me, let him deny himself and pick up his stake and follow me. When we are immersed, we are buried with him by immersion into death. So that when we um, come up, we have to walk like him. If we are not walking like him, then we are likely to profane the Ruach. So in Romans 6 verse 5, continue in verse 5. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is put to death with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. So the old man is put to death with him. 
that the body of sin, this body here, might not serve, um, henceforth should not serve sin. So, when we come up from our immersion and we continue to live in sin, <laughs> hmm, then we have stepped on, we have tread on the blood of Hamashiach. Now, many people go through immersion. We have no idea what we have done. No idea. Many of us go through immersion, and then we come back, and we end up doing what? We end up living our lives just the same. Or we have no idea what we have done. The blood of the covenant that is in Yahusha, the precious blood, we have now stepped out and we are treading upon it. And he warned us. He told us in the beginning, if any man come after me, let him deny himself. Or else we're going to put ourselves in worse problem than we were before. Trust me. And we soon look at that as we are touching down now to near the end. We will soon look on that thing that we, when you immerse, we have reached to the point of no return. No turning back. It's all or nothing. Mm. So we were saying earlier that it is emunah and patience that prevents us from blaspheming and prevents us from willful sin, which is also blaspheming for us as believers who have received the, um, the immersion. 1 Timothy 3 verse 9 Holding the mystery of the faith in a pure conscience. Holding the mystery of the faith in a pure conscience. Let me explain something. The conscience is what prevents us from blaspheming and from willful sin. Our conscience can either be good conscience, a pure conscience. It can be hardened. We can... Um, Sear our conscience with a hot iron, which means that we do not respond to anything. We are heartless. Or we can have a good conscience when, when we hear right from wrong, then we are compelled in our hearts. The person who has a good conscience, as soon as they hear something that is wrong, boom, they are convicted. That person will not sin willfully. And will not blaspheme. Because as soon as wrong is revealed, that person will be able to identify wrong. Even if that person doesn't know the Torah, there will be something in that person that says, you know, something is about this is just not right. And will opt not to do it. That person will not have to look inside the Torah to find something. This Ruach will tell them it is not right. Those people will not sin. A good conscience is essential to insulate us from blaspheming and from willful sin. 1 Timothy 1.19 Holding faith and a good conscience, which some having put away concerning faith have made shipwreck, mm -hmm. of whom is Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I have delivered unto Satan, that they may learn not to blaspheme. So Hymenaeus and Alexander, they blasphemed, because they put away faith and a good conscience. 
they put aside emona and a good conscience. The conscience is important. Because inside there is something in us. Hamashiach told us in the book of Nazareth that there's something in us that tells us that something is wrong. What do we do when we are told that something is wrong? It is a good conscience that is going to pay attention to that which is wrong and respond accordingly to it. 1 Timothy 1 verse 5. Now the end of the commandment is love, out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and of faith unfeigned. So the whole, the end of the commandment means the point aimed at. The whole purpose of the commandment, where the whole purpose takes us to perfection. As it says in the book of Matthew, Amashiach is the end of the law. The point aimed at, which means that for us to walk out the Torah, we have to walk like Hamashiach. Now the end of the commandment is love out of a pure heart, just as Hamashiach loved, and of a good conscience and of emunah or faith unfeigned. So when we have faith unfeigned, love out of a good heart, and um, a good conscience all bottled up together, then we will not and cannot, we will not blaspheme and we will not commit willful sin and we will be perfected before the Most High. So the aim of us living our lives is to reach to the point where we can walk in love out of a pure heart with a good conscience and with emanah, faith and faith. Otherwise, we are going to be in trouble because there is no turning back. No turning back whatsoever. I think I had something. I don't see it in here. Something that I had. There's no turning back. Hebrews 6, starting at verse 1. No turning back. No turning back. No turning back. Hebrews 6, verse 1. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Hamashiach, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works, and of faith toward Allah, of the doctrine of immersions, and of laying on of hands, and of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. And this will we do, if Allah permit. In other words, let's leave from the foundation now, and move on to higher levels. Here are the higher levels to understand. Verse 4. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift, and were made partakers of Ruach HaKadosh, mm -hmm. and have tasted the good word of Allah, and the powers of the world to come. Powers? Mm -hmm. If they shall fall away, to renew them again unto repentance, seeing they put to death themselves the son of Allah afresh, and, and put, put him, him to, to an, an open, open shame. shame. That's blasphemy of the Ruach. Yes? We have tasted of the heavenly gift and were made partakers of Ruach HaKadosh. Tasted the good word of Alua. Then we fall away. It says it is impossible to renew us to repentance. Impossible. This is blasphemy of the Ruach here. That is why Hebrews 10 tells us about willful sin, being blasphemy of the Ruach, and we are only waiting 
for um what you call it the execution of his judgment verse 7 for the earth which drinketh in the rain that cometh often upon it and bringeth forth herbs meet for them by whom it is dressed receiveth blessings from Allah. but that which beareth thorns and briars is rejected and, and is nigh unto cursing whose end is, is to, to be, be burned. burned judgment that's it people that's blasphemy and blasphemy of the Ruach. Not an easy pill to swallow. Let me show today how easy it is to blaspheme the Ruach. Willful sin being one and also calling the work of the Ruach. Calling the work of the Ruach as not being of the Ruach. And if it is not of the Ruach, if not of Yahuwah, it means it is of the devil. And the third one is lying to the Ruach. Those three main ways, the blasphemy of the Ruach. And I know what people will be asking, can I get um, forgiveness? What I would say to people, most times judgment has not been executed. Anyone who has blasphemed the Ruach, I would repent just in case repentance is there for me. And try my best to give up everything to serve Yahuwah. We are not here to condemn anyone or to, um, what should I say, to turn away anyone. We are there to show everyone the mercies of the Most High. And the mercies of the Most High, who knows? Never give up. As they say in the world, it's not over until the fat lady sings. So. Never ever give up. But what happens here, you have heard the word of truth, the good news of your salvation. You have heard about the blasphemy. As Hamashiach said, go thy way and sin no more. That's all we can say. Walk in perfection, walk in righteousness before the Most High. Anything you have to say? <laughs> All right, so let me see if there are any questions. All right, we have a short thing here today. Um, Leviticus 19.12 And ye shall not swear by my name falsely, neither shalt thou profane the name of thy Allah, I am Yahuwah. Uh, Numbers 6, 23 and 27. Speak unto Aaron and unto, unto his sons, saying, On this wise ye shall barak the children of Yasharal, saying unto them, And they shall put my name upon the children of Yasharal, I will barak them. Uh, someone is asking, Yahushalem, is this how we call his city that is called by his name? I cannot tell you the exact pronunciation because, you know, these people have told us lies. And the thing about with even the languages, it is the same oppressors who gave us the lies who are now coming and telling us that this is the truth. And um, I don't know. 
I I believe it might be Yerushalayim or something. Cannot tell you. The Strongs? Um, let me go. Yeah. It's the same oppressors who gave us the Strongs. It's the thing with um, the Hebrew. Ah. Uh, Is there a difference between being in error and being in rebellion? Yes, there is a difference. We can be in error and it is ignorantly in error. Of course, you can be in error and it not be in ignorance because someone might tell you that you are in error and you decide that you are going to continue in error because of. Um, you might be um, gaining something from it. Let me give an example. A Christian who is in error and you are pointing it out to them, that person can respond to the error and so no longer be in error. That would not be rebellion. But that person now can hear the error and actually now when they are told that it is error, be stubborn, which is rebellious, and refuse to change because it is something that they have been used to all their lives. It will take too much pain to change, too much demands to change. It might mean that they have to give up this. They might have to give up family. They might be benefiting from it money, uh, monetarily, all sorts of different ways. Then they will be rebellious. Now, being in rebellion is straight out, flat out, Refusing to accept the truth. So you remain in error, but it is a deliberate choice to stay in error. Okay? Yeah, which is willful sin. Yeah. Ah. Alright, so Mark 9, 39 to 40. Mark 9, 38, And Yaukanan answered him, saying, Master, we saw one casting out devils in thy name, and he followed, followeth not us, and we forbade him, because he followeth not us. Mark 9, 39-40, But Yahusha said, Forbid him not, for there is no man which shall do a miracle in my name that can lightly speak evil of me. For he that is, he that is not against us is on our part. Yes. So don't speak evil of the person just because they might not be one with you. I don't know where this one is coming from. And I answered and said, So then I am destined to grieve for Zion, for your enemies will come to this, this place and pollute your sanctuary and lead your inheritance into captivity and make themselves... Masters of those whom you have loved, and they will depart again to the place of their idols and will boast before them. And what will you do for your great name? That's 2 Baruch 5, verse 1. And Yahuwah said unto me, My name and my splendor are unto all eternity, and my judgment shall maintain its right in its own time. So the Most High bides his time, and until it's time for his judgment, then he makes his move. All right. 
Brian Benoit says, thank you for the lesson. This is very scary. Much to ponder on. Much to ponder on indeed. Someone is asking, can you share the dates for the fall feast days? <laughs> um, yeah, John, we don't believe in the Northern Hemisphere um, feast days. What we are looking for at this time are the dates for the spring feast days because we believe that um, the original calendar was based on the southern hemisphere, not on the northern hemisphere. Okay? The, those who say they are Jews and are not, they originally wanted to set up their kingdom their, their Israel in the southern hemisphere, had they been gotten the opportunity to set it up in the southern hemisphere, then the Passover would be in September. Yeah. So we do not yet have a feast calendar. It just reminds me that we need to get together and um, get this together because time is going. September is almost upon us. Okay. All right. Well, look, I kind of, we kind of have figured out the start of the year. And if we figure out the start of the year, then it should be easy. We just have to get together and put it together. All right. All right. So, a Shabbat, where there's no question. That is good. That means this is um actually... What should I say? Conclusive teaching. All right. All right. So, Wade Riederman says, "I really need to know the feast days. When we come to it, then we will. Um, when we get to it, then we will put it out there. The feast days have been the most elusive thing because we believe the Most High has, um." Is revealing things to us little by little. Little by little, he's revealing the truths to us. So as he reveals to us, we have to wait on him. Remember when we're doing the teaching about the Israelitish woman and her son, it says they put him in ward to hear the thoughts, I think the word is, the mind of Yahuwah. So we have to be waiting to get the mind of Yahuwah. And when we do so, then we will speak. All right, Christian, what do you think about some Israelites saying Native Americans are Israelites? Um, the Most High says his people are scattered to the four corners of the earth. It also says in Second Ezra about the northern kingdom, the house of Israel, crossing to a place called Azareth, whatever, crossing to a place. Now, scattered to the four corners of the earth means they could be anywhere. Now, what they do to say these people are Israelites is that they have some customs that they say go back to the Hebrews. And um, does that mean that all of the tribes, or it would mean that they are? Who knows? Because the fact that you have some of the attributes Ah, 
does not necessarily mean that you are the people. Now, there are some things about the American, not, um, Native American tribes, many of the tribes, that I think actually disqualify them. Many of them are matriarchal, which means they are led by women. No, I don't believe any Hebrew tradition will be led by women. That is the core of our thing. And so many of those, I was watching many of them, Native Americans, they have women leading and they honor the women and the women make the decisions and they look up to the women. Even some of the tribes, the children, even boys dressed like women in honor of women. I don't know. To me, that doesn't make any sense. Now, when the Native Americans are waking up, so many of them will tell you, don't write, we are not Israelites, we are not Israelites. They tell you blatantly that we are not Israelites. We also do that as well. Hmm. But, yeah, I don't know. So I cannot say they are. I can say blanketly that they are not. But it is not something that... Um, ah. Ah. Anyway. All right. All right. All right. So that's it. So it was a short one today. Yeah. All right. No more questions. All right. Until next time. Shalom, shalom. Remember, before we go, let me tell you about um, what we have to offer. We have different websites, as you can see it here, to the um, left of the screen. Justaword.org is our teaching website where we teach precept upon precept, line upon line, upon line, here a little, there a little. Justaword.tv is our um, video website where we have all our videos there. These videos that are on YouTube and others, which include our morning teachings that we have exclusively on justaword.tv. So if you like our teachings, then you can go there and get more than what we have to offer. And when you go there, everything is in one place. You won't have anything to disturb you. Okay? Then we have jawradio.org. That is our um, 24-7 online radio, jawradio.org. And we have our Bible Truth Revealed podcast at jawpodcast.com. So like Wade Riederman, we have so many resources for you and others. Check that out, all right? So thank you all for being here with us. Mm -hmm.